Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. When I, when I was observing, I also started to see, wow, well, if the person just used this opportunity to realize that there's something within them that's causing them to feel that way, I think oftentimes we blame the external world because that trigger makes us feel uncomfortable. Welcome back to the Coaching Code Podcast. My guest on today's show is Danielle Matthews. At the age of 23, Danielle was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a life-altering injury to her brain. The medical world said there is no hope of recovery and told her to accept this life as her new normal. Although her body was physically impaired, her spirit was strong and she refused to believe the diagnosis. Her mind was determined to recover, and she did. You would never imagine by hearing her speak that she went through a life-changing transformation and is a better person because of it. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? I'm fantastic. It's good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to have a lot of fun and definitely talk about some topics that are relatively extremely important to all of us. Mm -hmm. If we think about our health, our fitness, even the journey that we all are on, I think that's, that's a really important topic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, life is unfolding for each of us uh, in beautiful ways every single day. And I often find the challenging moments are when we're supposed to learn and become. And if you don't have a coach or if you don't have the own, your own mindsets built in, uh, you can you can stumble a lot in this, in this game of life. But when you get your mind right and you realize that everything is unfolding for your greatest benefit, uh, it changes everything for you. It sure does. It sure does. And And so you talked about learning from your mistakes or even kind of understanding that we all have to go through them yeah right daily almost sometimes for some people <laughs> you know what some people hit rock bottom like like when it it rains it pours for some people mm-hmm. i know people who you know all of a sudden maybe they had a car accident and then i know you did and we're going to talk about that but <laughs> i was going to say yeah this one over here <laughs> yeah but i have had one as well and you know so many people it's not necessarily our fault, but sometimes it is, right? And then it spirals. Maybe it's one thing, then it leads to another thing, and it leads to another thing. And a lot of people, they go into the, why me? What did I do wrong? Why, if, the, if they're religious, or even if they're not, God, why are you doing this to me? What did I do to deserve this? So when, when we think about those low moments, 
those are the moments that we actually have to really fight to have a better perspective, right? Those are the moments that really, no matter how low you may think you are, someone is probably lower. Yeah, and I mean, it's all relative. I mean, I always think comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. When you are out and you're having the opposite spiral, the success spiral, and things are going for you, there's always someone you could look at. Well, why are they doing better? How come there's more? And when you're comparing in that way, it it, it robs you of the experience for yourself. And it's the same when you're having a, a hard moment. You know, I my boyfriend's from Cuba, and he'll tell me often like people in Cuba are struggling on levels that here in the United States we don't understand. Mm. And, you know, he has friends reach out and say, well, aren't, you know, aren't the people in the U.S. concerned about this? Are they helping? And he said, look, they're dealing with their own struggles. They're different than yours. It's not about what food am I getting at the grocery store? How long is the line going to be? You know, it's maybe some more emotional struggles, struggles going on with people in, in this environment because their physical needs are, are being met. And so each of us, right, is always we're on our own journey. And I always tell people, like, ignore everyone else because it's not relative you you need to think about and compare to the person you were yesterday and the person you're looking to become and you said something that is so powerful which is you know this idea that people say well why is it happening to me and i see i see envar listening and said the same thing exactly why is it happening to me and you need to switch that mindset it's not happening to you it's happening for you and i have to share with you it's not that i'm being mm, not compassionate towards what you're going through you know, my life, just to give you some background, I was living a great life. I had, you know, graduated from a top university. Mm. I was very happy with my job, what I was doing. I was teaching um, low-income students with, through Teach for America in Denver, Colorado, snowboarding on the weekends. I mean, it was like my dream was here. <laughs> and uh, I got hit by a drunk driver. Wow. I was doing nothing wrong. It was 7 o'clock in the morning. Wow, I was going drunk, that's totally a drunk driver. Yeah. 7 a.m. Yeah, and he oh. passed out. Um, you know, and mm. he came into my lane and hit me head on. Like I did nothing wrong. And a lot of people would say, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm so sorry it happened to you. In the first year, you know, I was dealing with a lot. I couldn't focus. I lost my ability to handle any sort of input from light, from noise. I had severe migraines. I was dizzy. I mean, I like, I couldn't handle life. I lost my job. I ended up having to move back in with my parents. I was 23 years old and my world was like crumbling down. And I was, I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression and it's because there's this equation and I hope if I share this, it can help you guys. I look at the external world and I say, look, the external world plus your internal response to it mm. is going to create your reality. And if we're in the position where our internal response is, well, why did this happen to me? We're in a victim space. Mm -hmm. That means the powers that are in control of the situation or outside of you, meaning there's nothing you can do. And that is so disempowering. And that was the space I was in for the first year. Mm. Um, you know, I like, I couldn't understand why this happened to me. You know, I did, I did nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. Didn't change the fact that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it my reality miserable. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was having panic attacks. And so I had this moment and everybody, it, you'll hit a moment. There will be a time where something happens and you, some, your perspective changes. And for me, it was my neurologist. Mm. So my neurologist said to me at my one-year appointment, I'd had a brain injury, right? Mm. Explain what had happened. Well. And so I was seeing you know, him often. At my one-year appointment, he said to me, Danielle, with your type of injury, your body's done the healing it's going to do. And he said, this is your new normal and you need to adjust your life around your symptoms and you need to move on. 
And something inside of me just switched. And I was like, well, you're fired. You know, like, this is not <laughs> right. And I started to say, well, what can I do? What can I have control over? Because if he was telling me that the physical symptoms were never going to end, I can tell you the emotional things were just as bad, that level of depression and anxiety. And I thought, okay, what can I control here? I started to take my power back. I started to go, all right, what is within my control? And that equation was everything because there was a lot I couldn't control. The brain injury was here. You know, I had lost my job, this and that. Everything was just in this situation. But my internal response to it could shift. And so I decided to say, okay, let's just say there's just new rules that have been put on the game of life for me. How can I find happiness within these rules? Hmm. And to me, winning is joy. It's happiness. It's, it's you being able to be grateful for what's happening in your life. And I said, all right, I can be grateful for the fact that I now have time to spend with my grandparents because my grandparents didn't mind sitting in a dark room talking to me. <sighs> and I could find gratitude in that I was now able to, to find time in nature and sit in nature longer and connect with that. And I started to meditate and I started to read books, little bits at a time because I couldn't handle much. But all of a sudden, as I shifted my internal world, my reality changed. The depression went away. The anxiety went away. I found happiness again. My physical symptoms weren't gone at that point, but my shift changed everything. And so I want people to know whatever challenge that is presenting itself in your life right now, maybe you didn't get hit by a drunk driver. It's not that extreme, but right. it might be a, a job or a relationship or whatever, politics. I don't know. Something's rattling you right now. Look at it as an opportunity to go inward and say, all right, well, why am I not okay with this? And what mm. can I and how can I shift my perspective? Yeah, uh, my gosh, I, I think a new you were, was born, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and and it wasn't by choice, if you if you will, right? It, it was by by someone who was doing the wrong thing. Obviously, they had problems. Otherwise, they wouldn't be drunk at seven a.m. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> he had his own issues to worry about. Can't yeah. get angry at him. <laughs> and then and then his actions changed your your trajectory if you will of your life oh, yeah. um that doctor telling you this is your new normal changed your trajectory your perspective and and the fact that you were able to enjoy your grandparents while before maybe you didn't as much because as a 23 year old we don't have time we don't yeah. we have no time for anybody right we're like running around we're, we're getting crazy but your life almost came to a standstill, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's you had to move back home. That that had to be also humbling, and it, it changed your parents' life too. Oh yeah. Because when we think about that person, did not just change your life. He changed his own life. He changed the life of everyone in your household, and he probably changed the life of everyone in his household. Yeah, I have no idea what happened to him. <laughs> I said, I have no idea where things went with him, but uh, I'm sure there were ripple effects, of course. They, they always are, you know, and, and even if they weren't immediate, they, they would eventually be. Because I always believe that our actions today reflect our tomorrows. Mm -hmm. So when we think about what we do today, everything we do today, whether we like it or not, will present itself back to us tomorrow or sometime in the future. So what do you do on a daily basis that will impact you? 
So you 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 did the, 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 the I think the smartest thing that anybody could have done is to start to have gratitude. So many people don't. And and in a, in a time that you could have been angry, and I'm sure you were, right? You you probably used that time, and you said you appreciated your grandparents because they can sit with you in the dark. Yes, they didn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't mind because you know what? That's love, right? That it's 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 something that someone who is not a parent could probably never fully understand the love of a parent for a child. And this is deeper because they're your grandparents. So they have already gone through the love for their own child. And they're, if you look at any grandparent, it seems like they love their grandchildren more than they did their own children, right? It's, it's kind of weird, but it's, it's fascinating to see the interaction between a grandparent and a child. Yeah. It is to me anyway. <laughs> it is a beautiful connection that's yeah, for sure sure absolutely so you, you went through this thing you, and you talked about reading uh books but only short in short spurts because that's all you can handle at the time how did you because you look like you can read a, a hundred books at one sitting now but that was not an easy journey i am sure would you mind sharing with us how that unfolded for you yeah, you know, once once I made this shift, I started I started to observe. So there's and this is something I would tell everybody, you know, I got forced into the observer. You know, I was pulled from from life, I was put on the sidelines. And I had the space to witness things. And mm. I was watching my parents, I was watching family, friends, um, watching, you know, hearing things on the TV. I'm watching like my you know, my dad is very plugged into the news. My mom opts not to watch the news. And I'm seeing how like that was impacting both of their psyches. And I was, I was witnessing that people were like on this, this pattern of behavior. Okay. And it was like, I could almost foresee an argument or a problem before it started. Cause I'm like, well, they're coming in charged about this. This one's coming in charged about this. And they meet and they blow up. And then I was watching how people seem to have like the same situation could occur. And all these people had a different reaction to it. I was like, well, I'm not curious. Like, why is that? And then I realized I wasn't immune to it. Like I would, I had patterns also <laughs> of how I started to, you know, was seeing things. But when I, when I was observing, I also started to see, wow, well, if the person just used this opportunity to realize that there's something within them that's causing them to feel that way. I think oftentimes we blame the external world because that trigger makes us feel uncomfortable you know, but the trigger is the teacher. Okay. So it's a teaching moment. This is, this is the lessons life are giving you. This is the opportunity to go inside and say, all right, well, what is it within me? And the way that stay with me on this one, because this is the visual that I had is like, it was like people had sunglasses on and me too. I mean, it wasn't like me, but it was like, they were seeing the situation through some lens that was not the actual situation. You know, it might be, oh, well, I got betrayed in the past. And so I don't trust this person, right? But that's, that's stuff in the past. And you're bringing that portrayal into the present moment, you know, or I feel unloved or I feel unheard. And so someone doesn't call on you and you're like, oh, no one ever calls on me, you know? And it's like, no, that's not the situation, right? You're bringing something from your past. And so we have these sunglasses, we have these lenses on that color the present moment. And typically there are things from the past, maybe it happened as a child, maybe it happened in a, a relationship, things that have come with you 
that are actually not helpful. And, you know, I study a lot of yogic philosophy and they have this beautiful analogy. One of my teachers uh, shared with me, they said, look, it's like you have these seeds in the garden. Okay. And as we know, right, a garden, you have to water it. You need the right amount of nutrition. You need the right amount of sunshine, whatever it might be. So that that seeds in the right environment to grow. Now, you also have seeds within you. (laughs) You have these things from the past. Maybe it's this feeling of feeling unloved or unworthy or that someone's going to leave you or whatever it might be. Everybody's got these seeds in them. When the right environment comes, when the right person, situation, whatever, the weather pattern of life comes, that seed gets triggered (laughs) and it grows. And we blame the weather. We're like, why, you know, because they're making you feel funny because the seed just came up and you're like, you're angry or you're upset or you're feeling hurt. And so we blame the external situation. But what I want to tell everybody is stop because what's actually happening, you should express gratitude to that external situation. Because it allows you to see that that seed was in there. And that seed is not serving you. That anger about being portrayed or that feeling of unworthiness or whatever it is, wherever it came from, now you have the opportunity to see it. And when you see it, you can resolve it. Because I promise you that little seed, those sunglasses are getting in the way of you accomplishing things. They're making you take things at work in a way that you shouldn't. So then you show up and act differently because you've interpreted it through this lens And you're angry or you're feeling spiteful and you do a little something or you act a little way, you say a little thing. And then the other person's like, what's going on? And why is that person so off? You you just create this situation that you don't need to. But if you realize that everything's unfolding for your benefit, so you can figure out what's unsettled within me or unfinished within me or what can I remove within me, it's going to free you. And the way that I look at life is everything is energy. It's all vibration. And if we have these seeds in us that are lower vibration, these fears, these insecurities, whatever they are, we all have them. Uh, They're holding our vibration down and it's subconscious. Sometimes you don't even realize you have this stuff going on. And because of that though, you start to attract in things at the vibration that you hold. Okay. So people are, a lot of people are familiar with the law of attraction. They don't realize that secondary, the first law, the primary law is law of vibration. All right. What the, the space you're resonating at is what you're going to attract in. And so if you have this feelings of unworthiness within you, well, guess what? (laughs) You're going to attract in situations that just shed light on that and amplify that and make you continue to feel unworthy. But if you can rid yourself of that seed, if you can get rid of those sunglasses, if you can say, okay, that's not me, that's not helpful, that's from the past, I'm going to release it, let it dissolve, let me be the powerful person that I know that I am, you're going to shift your vibration. And when you do that, and you're in the space and the vibration of joy, of love, of gratitude, the higher vibration, and you're going to attract in things that will then affirm that, that are going to give you more things to be grateful for, more things to be joyful about. You know, we watch people spiral down. We also watch people spiral up. What's the difference? The difference is what's going on internally inside of them. And Like I said, sometimes it's subconscious, like you don't realize, but if you look at your results, if you look at life, if you look at the things that are unfolding in front of you, that will tell you what's unsettled within you. All right. The moment you have that reaction, you go, oh, that's one of those things Danielle was talking about, (laughs) you know, to look at it and and kind of reflect on it. Yeah. You you know, it's also very interesting. I I love the sunglass uh, effect. You also made me think of... Like when you go to a 3D movie, right? 
mm-hmm. and you look at the screen and it's you don't really get it until you put the sunglasses on or the 3D glasses. And back in the day when 3D started, it used to be the two colored glasses, right? The red yeah, and the right. blue, right? <laughs> and everything looked off until you put them on. So it's almost like, what are you looking at? What is it clear to you? And like you said, you have this lens in front, or maybe you have to take the lenses off, right? Is even, you know, sometimes even that self-reflection, when you even look at a mirror, is the mirror dirty, right? So, yeah, I appreciate you talking about that because it's, it's that. And you talked about the spiraling, right? Some people are spiraling down, some people are going up. And then it's also when we think about a lot of people compare themselves to others mm-hmm. instead of saying, I'm unique. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that person. Maybe I want what they want. Maybe. And that's where jealousy kind of kicks in for some people. And it's like keeping up with the Joneses. But you really, you know, you have the wrong glasses on because the Joneses are not showing you everything behind closed doors. Right. They may they may have a, a rotten relationship. And meanwhile, you're like, I want what they have. Yeah. Do you want a rotten relationship? Do you want to be drinking at seven in the morning? (laughs) We don't know. So, yeah, I appreciate you talking about that and and how we have to take everything into perspective of what we want in our lives. Where do we even fit in in the cycle of life? Mm -hmm. Because life is a cycle, whether we want to accept it or not, right? And are we spiraling up i love that or are we spiraling down and then it's the actions again right how you perceive things and and the actions you take to make things happen for you or even the inactions that also reflect of what's going to happen to you Mm -hmm. sometimes taking no action is an action for sure Yeah. yeah absolutely you know i uh i just wrote an ebook called line control it's mm. all in and it's something I made to, to give for free to people because I took what I learned over that time coming out of my accident and, and moving through. And each chapter is on a little bit of what I just shared. So the first chapter is all about observing. Then mm. the second chapter is realization. It's realizing what's unfolding for you right in front of you. Right. And then the third is about control. And you know that equation I talked about, realizing that you do have a say in life. And that whatever's happening externally in the politics of the world, in the economy, in your job, in your relationship, whatever, you do have a say. You can control how you're going to interact and react to it, okay? Doesn't mean you condone it. Doesn't mean anything like that. Let me, let me give you an example. So say sure. there's um, a, a father that's an alcoholic, and he's got two sons, all right? So he... We check on these boys later in life, and we see that one son has never touched a drop of alcohol, and the other son has become an alcoholic. Mm. And you ask each of them, why are you the way that you are? And they both say, well, just look at who my father was. And you see, they both have completely different lives. Why? Because they had a different internal response. They reacted differently to the situation. It was a personal choice. The one said... I will never live my life in the way that he has demonstrated. I'm never going to touch alcohol. Mm. The other said, well, of course, 
I'm going to end up this way. Look at who my role model was, you know? And it's like, mm, you had a choice in the matter, yeah. right? You didn't pick, you know, what unfolded, but you said, okay, this is what's shown up in my present reality. How can I interact and react to it? Mm. And this is so empowering. You can choose. And I think we all have our initial reaction. We do. Okay? So all of us, like we're human beings. We get angry. We get sad. We get frustrated. We get jealous. We get whatever. Like I would say the first reaction is free. That's a pass. All right. <laughs> program, that's the chance for you to go, wow, what is that? We need to work on that later. Like, let me put that. Yeah, right, right. But you need to create space and realize just because the emotion showed up does not mean you need to engage it. Okay? Just because anger came in and you, you feel the, the rush of it doesn't mean you need to go, boom, put it out into the world. Just because you feel sadness coming in doesn't mean you need to go into a corner and cry. Mm. You can say is create the space and observe because what you need to realize is you are more than your emotions. You are more than your thoughts. You are more than what is coming through right now. Think about it like weather. Okay. I live in Florida, which had a hurricane ripped through. So the sky was there before, during, and after the hurricane. That's right. Okay. And it was unchanging. It was just this unconditional, I think it's like unconditional love, whatever is in it at the moment, it just lets it be there knowing that it's going to pass mm-hmm. the rain, the storm, the snow, the sun, the rainbow. It's just temporary. The sky is permanent. What you guys need to realize is that the same is true with you. You are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. Okay. No. Those are things that are passing through this vessel that is you. Mm-hmm. You are beyond all of that. And so once you realize that and you can create this space, you can now decide, what do I want to engage? How do I want to interact or react? Do I want to get angry? Is that really going to solve anything? You know, do I want to get sad? What do I, what do I, how do I actually want to show up? And for me, the mantra that I've always had and the intention I've always set is I am open and patient. And so I just let things unfold and I say, okay, I'm going to be open to what's unfolding right now. I'm going to be patient with myself (laughs) as I work through whatever it is and with the people that are in front of me. Mm. And that's allowed things. It's allowed doors to open for me, you know, where I've gotten past my, ugh, I'm annoyed with this person. Mm -hmm. And I have space to just kind of witness. And then all of a sudden we get to something that opens a door and you just, you never know how things are going to unfold, but I want people to realize and be empowered with the fact that like you have a choice. And this is something that I love the yogic teachings because like this, I learned in yogic philosophy, but they also created tools for us mm-hmm. so that we can practice this because it's one thing to get it conceptually, intellectually in the mind, it's a whole nother thing to actually apply it in the moment. Yeah. It, it's, it's very interesting how you talked about siblings and they grew up in the same household. Mm-hmm. I was abused by both my parents. And so are all my siblings. And the way we, I'm not going to speak for them, but I can tell you, I never abused my kids. I never raised my hand to my kids because I was one of the ones that said, I never want anyone else to go through what I went through. And I'm I'm wondering, and and you made me have this deep thought as I'm listening to you. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe, yeah, right. This is why conversation is incredible. Maybe that's why I love to teach self-defense. And I only do not only teach it to women and men, but I also teach it to children. 
because one of the things I always say to them is don't ever let anyone put their hands on you. And if they put their hands on you, you need to tell someone. So for me, it uh, maybe that's the message. And now you made me realize that's why I love, <laughs> I love teaching other people, empowering other people yeah. so that they have the power to, to tell someone, stop it. I don't like it. Don't do it again. And then tell someone about it. And that's, well, that's the you. message. Yeah. That's the message I always tell people. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not sure if my siblings got the same message I did. Well, um, it's because each of us is like, that's why we never compare, you know? And we go, yeah, we're unique. That's you. And you, you did what I call transmuting. Like you took something that occurred in your life right. and you transmuted it from something that could cause you to be fearful of people or angry, all of these, you know, or abusive. <laughs> or abusive yourself, right? And you said, no. Like I went through this so I can stop and raise awareness of this for the future so that we can stop the cycle of this. And I'm going to do what I can to empower people to be able to be, you know, have, have self-defense. Like, and it's amazing that you didn't even realize that that, that was, you know, the, the dots just got connected. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) Actually, this, this past weekend, I just taught uh, self-defense both to kids from the ages of, you know, four all the way to adults in the ages of 70. So, and I did several sessions. Of course, they're not all in the same class, but it was different messages. I did one for four to seven-year-olds, and then I did from seven to 12-year-olds, um, and then I did from 12 all the way up you know, to adults. And every message had the same idea, but the way I delivered it was totally different because the audience was different. So everybody left there invigorated understanding that they had the power to say no to even for themselves to say i don't want this in my life mm-hmm. you know and when we can we can help and share our knowledge with someone like you're doing today right you could have been crazy mad you could have come out of this and maybe even become become an alcoholic yourself because it, you went into a pity pa- party, but you didn't do that, right? I don't know if you've ever forgiven this person because maybe their actions were not necessarily their own because they had problems. I have right? complete gratitude for this situation. Like, gotcha. I look back and I say, wow, if that hadn't happened, mm. I would not have the awarenesses that I have. I would not be the person I am. Like I am a happier version of me Mm. than I was before my accident. I am more self-aware. I've gotten in touch with my true self, like beyond the thought person, like the actual me. And that has been able to carry me into a career I never thought I'd be in, Mm. running a global business. And I've helped thousands of people now with their own health challenges. And helping them to repair things that maybe their doctors said were chronic mm-hmm. <laughs> or the new normal. Right, right. You know, I just say, hey, wait a second. Let me educate you on, you know, the journey I went through and how I can perhaps help you. And I just look back and I go, wow, if that hadn't happened, there's no way I'd be here. Yeah. You know, I don't know where I'd be or what I'd be doing, but 
I guarantee it wouldn't be this person. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, you got to look back everything in life, you know, even like what you went through. It's like, wow, that prepared you uniquely mm. to be in the position you're in now, helping the people that you're helping. And it's like, if you can express gratitude for that, oh, yeah. ever, all of the like, you know, those lower vibrational feelings of anger and this and that, whatever, they just like, full, they just go away. Mm-hmm. You're like, like this, this is what was meant to happen. And I, I have the philosophy now. Like life just doesn't rattle me. Having gone through that and come out on the other end, I'm like, okay, anything that shows up, I'm like, well, what's this challenge making possible? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. what's the lesson I'm about to learn now? And I like, I get excited because I've now learned everything goes through a cycle. And what's serving you at this level of your life will fade away. Sometimes friends, relationships, the type of mm-hmm. business, who you are, what you love. As you start to grow and you become more aware of who you are and the potential within you, and you start to tap into it, you're going to shift. And as you shift, some things will fall away. But guess what? There's new things at the next level for you, new people, new relationships, new things that will unfold. And that's the evolution of life. And so when things start to crumble around me, I'm like, huh, I'm getting prepared for like, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Something's happening. So, you know, I get excited because I have the perspective now. Like I see the bigger picture when you're caught in the tornado, like you're like, oh my God, I can't see out of it. But when you can pull back and go, oh, this is one of those times, like I must be up leveling something shifted in me, like the world's starting to to fall apart around me. It's okay. It's good. You're on a springboard. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I'm curious, you have so many dragonflies behind you. Tell me about that. (laughs) So dragonflies uh they represent i see them transformation they represent being a positive life force and i'll have to tell the story to get to why i've got them so i love it when i I shifted uh back during my brain injury and i shifted my state and i was in the space of gratitude i told you that you attract in different things right when you shift Mm -hmm. and i attracted in the answer uh to what was going to help me with my health you can see behind me now that blue bottle So an acupuncturist called my mom and she said, I've come across something in my practice that is helping every one of my clients and it's helping them with different things. And she said, basically, it's stimulating cellular repair. They're signaling molecules. And I was just at a Bruce Lipton event this weekend and I took a picture of the slide because he said, you know, if you don't have a signal, you're dead. Mm. (laughs) Signal is everything. Signal is life. It's how the cells talk. It's how they know what to do internally. And these are signaling molecules. And she said, look, you had a lot of these when you were young and you make less as you age. And she said, Danielle's young, but she has so much damage. It's like, she's got one bar of service. Like there's just not enough of a call for the mm. damage. Wow. She suggested that I try this stuff. Um, I'll make this story brief. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it sounded too good to be true. <laughs> I actually ignored it for about six months. Um, because my degree in biology got in the way um, and I wanted to see information she couldn't provide. And eventually I said, okay, I got nothing to lose here and I got everything to gain. Like, What if what she's saying is true? What if this can go in and repair where I have damage? What would that mean? Well, on the cellular level for me, I was hoping that would mean my brain would start to repair. And three months into drinking it, it did totally changed my life. And I started, you know, the, the pounding in my head that I had relentless for two years stopped. I started to be able to concentrate again. I had energy again. And my cognitive therapist said to me, Danielle, I've worked with people with brain injury for 30 years. I've never witnessed somebody have such a rapid recovery 
so far out from the initial trauma. She said, with your type of injury, it doesn't happen. I'll never forget. She said to me, what the hell is that stuff you started drinking? Because <laughs> uh, my clients didn't know about it. And this was another moment for me where I went, huh, well, first of all, I didn't really know what it was. So I couldn't explain it to her. So I wanted to learn. And after I learned what it was and I realized, wow, this is something that can stimulate repair in every person's body where they need it. I said, well, the repercussions of that are huge. Mm. It doesn't matter if the damage is in their liver or their lung or their skin or their hormones or whatever. And I started to think, you know what? I'm getting my health back. I'm getting my life back. I can get off the sidelines. I can start joining the world again. And I thought, what do I want to do? And I sat with that for a long, long time. And, you know, I was saying to, to my mom, I want something where I can be free to be where I want to be when I want to be there. Because I, I saw the power of being able to be there for family when it was needed or, you know, that kind of thing. I, I wanted flexibility. When I was teaching, there was no flexibility. <laughs> you were up early and you were there late. Right, right. Um, and I said, you know, I want to do something where I can help people. And I also said, I want to help people feel empowered because of what I went through, the journey I went through. And she's the one that said to me, well, you should share a CEO with people, the Redox. And I was like, huh? And she said, yeah, you can partner with this company and you can share. And she said, I've already started doing it, Danielle. And she's the one that said, recall our, t- recall our team, Team Dragonfly. Oh, wow. Because dragonflies represent transformation and they represent being a positive life force. And she said, Danielle, if you get out there and you share your story, you will transform lives beyond what you can imagine. And you will be a positive force in this world. And I thought, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought that is beautiful. And so at every level through my journey um, with this company and in my business, my mom has sent me a dragonfly. (laughs) That's so cool. To document, yeah, these different these different things, and then the big one was because I I reached a very big big goal in my in my business, and um, it's a local artist out in Sedona. They're gorgeous dragonfly. Mm. So that's the story behind the dragonfly. So I think you're gonna have to start doing some dragonfly trophies, right? <laughs> Something. <laughs> <laughs> when, when everybody who is below you achieves something, you got to hand them a dragonfly trophy. I think <laughs> that you got something going there. Yeah, we send them all when mom sends them one of these. Like everybody, you know, when they when they achieve a certain thing that we're, we're kind of setting that that target, when they That's achieve so it, cool. and it's yeah, you know, I think the energy with which you you start something and you hold, like people feel that, mm. you know. And I just I've always said I want to create the right soil. I want to create the right like environment for the seed of potential within people to be able to come forth. To be able to bloom, to be able to grow. I mean, that's what a good coach does. That's what a good mentor does. Is mm-hmm. you create the environment so that that seed, that person you're working with, can bloom, can flourish, can become the fullest expression of themselves. Because there's so much within people, and I'm telling you, like the most underutilized resource in the world is the human resource. People, people do not realize the potential they have within them because most people are stuck feeling, why me? Feeling in this victim state, feeling, oh, nothing ever works out. Things can't, oh, that won't be for me, whatever. And all I want in life is to just light people up and to realize, no, 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 (laughs) you have a control to create. And that's what, in my book, that is the last chapter. It's called Create. Because that equation that I told you, when you you master it, first, you got to master your own mind. If you cannot control your own mind, you're not going to get very far. Once you go through that lesson and those learnings and you are empowered with that, 
now you start to realize, well, hang on a second. I can decide what I want to concentrate on, where I want to go, how I want my life to look. Nobody can shift that. That is an internal thing. And if you keep the clarity of that, I promise you, just like that acupuncturist called us about the ASEA redox, the external world will start to respond and you will start to have doors open. You will hear the right conversation at the right time, or you'll be passing and you'll, you'll, you'll bump into somebody that opens this door. Like you just, you, you have no idea whether you believe in God, whether you call it the universe source, I don't care what you call it. There is something beyond you mm-hmm. that will be able to control the how and the when of things occurring, but you control the what. You decide the actions you want to take. You take a step, and I promise you, the path starts to unfold in front of you. And that's when you realize you are the creator. And this world happens from the inside out, not the other way around. We feel like we're victims of our environment or we're having to compete in our environment. And the truth is, no, you are a powerful creator in and of yourself. Each of us are. And when you tap into that, amazing things happen. And if you need help tapping into that, that's where you start to grab these tools. Meditation was a powerful tool for me. Getting the right coaches, getting the right mentors, putting myself in the environment that was going to cultivate the seed within me to bloom. That's, that's the key. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That is the key, right? To bloom. Oh, it is. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Danielle, you started taking this product. Mm-hmm. You had no idea what it was. Yeah, I had a real but you, you resisted for six months. What was it like when you first started taking it? Did you feel anything? Did you feel things changing inside of you? Or was that like super slow? Okay. I don't want to, I feel like I have to defend myself a little, but let me tell you. <laughs> yes. So this step, it's called a SIA. Redox is what it is. So right. redox stands for reductants and oxidants. Now, this is back in 2014, okay? Mm, right. When I spun the bottle around, this wasn't there, which is a study I can talk about. Right. This stamp of approval wasn't there. It literally just had the ingredients, which say water and sodium chloride. And I looked at my mother and I said, your friend sold you salt water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, she's involved in a scam right. and I want nothing to do with it. And my mom was like, no, Danielle, like my mom operates off intuition. Like she's like, no, like it, obviously my friend is not involved in a scam and she's Mm. helped all of her clients and she stands behind it. And I trust her. I don't understand what it is, but it can't hurt you. And I was like, "Mm -mm. (laughs) it's salt water, not going to hurt me, but it's not going to do anything. And I just literally ignored, pushed it away. No, Mm. but my mom started to drink it. And my mom was the one that I watched results happen with. So my mom had bone on bone in her hands. Okay. Mm. She could not make a fist. And it was, we joked because like my brain was a problem and her hands were a problem. So like I could cut the vegetables for dinner and she could worry about like, you know, turning the oven on and off. Cause I forget right. that kind of thing, but I could cut. She couldn't cause she couldn't hold a knife. So mm. <laughs> it was, it was kind of funny, but six weeks of drinking this stuff, she got full range of motion back in her hand. Really? And I remember thinking to myself, it's a placebo. Like she just believed it was going to work and therefore it worked. And I was happy for her. But when she was like, yeah, Danielle, let's you use it. I was like, no, it's salt water. Like you're just going to waste your money. That didn't do it. 
even though I watched, like you could even see like the redness, the swollenness, like it was down. Like you could see mm. the shit in your hands. But my dad, he was more open than me. And so my dad's an athlete. He had, he played college football. I mean, he, you know, set records in his high school. Like he has worked out every day of his life and he had a career ending injury to his knee in college. And so he's always had this residual issue with his knee and he would continue to work out to keep the muscles above and below strong. So the knee would be okay, but he always had to wear a brace and he said, okay, well, hang on. Like it helped your mother's joints. Like, let's see what it does for my knee. Mm. So he starts drinking it. And I kid you not, 10 days into it, I'm out walking the dog and my dad runs up and he's like, Danny, look. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I looking at, dad? You know? And he says, I don't have my brace on. I'm like, well, that's okay. What's going on? And he said, it doesn't hurt because the inflammation in that area is just like not there. And he said, not only that, like, I'm feeling so good. I feel like I could do another 5K. I feel like I could do more on the rowing machine. He goes, I'm not even sore after my workouts now, ever since I started that stuff. Mm. And he goes, we need to research it because there's something to this. So he dives into the research. And back then, all their research was actually on athletes. It was on how this helps the body to increase endurance um, during it and to repair faster. And so he was like feeling super justified. Like, yeah, I still couldn't equate to what that meant for my brain. Right, right. Okay, so it's so funny how we get in our own way. Mm. Like it is amazing what happens between our own ears when I'm like, the answer's sitting here, like on a silver platter, right? Like just right in front of me. And I'm like, yeah, no. So anyway, my parents say to me, Danielle, we're going to pay for this stuff. Just drink it for six months. Worst case scenario, it does nothing. Best case scenario, it helps your body to repair at the cellular level. It can't contraindicate with your medicines. There's literally nothing it can do poorly. Why don't you just try it? Like, Okay, there's logic in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's what I did. I started drinking it. And to, to answer your question, I didn't notice anything. Like I was, they give you a little shot and it's about two ounces and you take it, you swish it in your mouth and you swallow it. What I noticed was that it tasted like pool water. You know, what I noticed was that nothing was happening in my body. I was like, you're wait-. I mean, I literally was saying to my parents, you're wasting your money. Like, this is stupid. Thank God the stuff worked, even though my mind was trying to make it not work. Right. So Fast forward three months in, I wake up and I, the pounding that had been relentless in my head for two years wasn't there. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Didn't come the next day, the next day, next day, has never come back. Wow. And my ability to concentrate, like I used to be able to concentrate for like 10 minutes at a time. And then I just get so overwhelmed. I was able to sustain my concentration and my clarity. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than like, if I wanted to get a word out of my mind, sometimes I, I just couldn't pull it out. It was like I was mm. through mud. It was like going through the filing drawer and I can't find the word. Right. I would have to say, you know, that place where you park the car next to the house, it's got that door. And I'm like looking for the word garage, but right. I can't pull it out. And so that's how it was in my brain for two years. After this stuff, that stopped. It was like the clarity came back. And it's because the, the myelin sheath and of, of the cells in my brain started to get repaired. So the communication network could be reinstated. So everything could function like, you know, it was supposed to Right. But I'll be honest. I mean, it wasn't like everything went away. Like I was still sensitive to noise. I was mm. still sensitive to light, but I had been told those things were permanent. I had been told new normal right. you know, a year prior <laughs> and here I was having shifts. And so around that time, also this little stamp got put on the bottle. 
I always laugh because I'm like, well, if that had been there at the beginning, maybe I would have had a different response. But the label, it says Redox certified, uh, a third party that validates like uh, pharmaceuticals and to what's in the pill is actually in the pill. Uh, ASEA took this to them and said, hey, everybody thinks our product is salt water. Can you please validate that what's in here are the reductants and oxidants? And yeah, so now it says Redox certified on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, always, I always laugh, but it's kind of hard even. So after that all occurred, you know, I'm a biologist, right? My cognitive therapist is saying to me, what is this stuff? And I'm like, I, I thought it was salt water. I'm like, I have no idea what the stuff is. And so what we learned, like, this is what we're just going to go down a little bit of our science rabbit hole. Let's but, do it. I love it. <laughs> so your body, this, I freaking love how amazing just nature is. So it's so elegant and it's so simple. The body is saline. Like we are a sack of saline. Cells mm -hmm. are a sack of saline. You go to the you know ER, they put you on a drip of saline. You cry salty, you sweat salty. The body sources making different molecules from hydrogen and oxygen and sodium and chloride. It sources it from the salt. So what do I mean? Hydrogen peroxide, it's H2O2, two hydrogens, two oxygens. Water is H2O, two hydrogens, one oxygen. So you just pull another oxygen up there, we get a different molecule, mm. hydrogen peroxide, which does amazing things. We all probably have it at our house. Uh, superoxide, chlorine dioxide, all right? They're all sourced from these four atoms, and you're making different molecules, two to four big. It would be like me giving you four letters and saying, all right, how many words can you make? <laughs> you can make two-letter words, three-letter words, four-letter words, like whatever. That's what they did. So the reductants end up negatively charged. The oxidants end up net positive. And that's how the communication in the body works. Like when mm. you go to cellular level, everything is electron transfer. That's how the body talks at that level. And so when you, it's like putting more electricity into the system, right? And the electricity in the house, it can turn on the AC, can turn on the oven, it can turn on your computer, can charge your phone. The electricity does all these different things when it's applied in those ways. And it's the same here. Like these molecules, they do a lot of different things. One of the things is they amplify the call for help so that the body can repair faster or identify a mutated cell and get rid of it. But the other thing is internally, like it's what activates certain genes. It's what turns on your antioxidants. And so you get the upregulation of how things were when you were young. And so you start to feel and you start to look like you did when you were young. And like when I, when I started to understand, wow, so this is so foundational, like we're 50 trillion cells, okay? Those cells all have to talk and they talk through redox and they're mm. not specific. Like there's not redox molecules for heart cells and redox for stomach cells. Like, no, a cell's a cell. Right. It talks with the same communication. And so when you make that communication strong, all of a sudden the cells become healthy which makes that tissue that they're part of healthier, which makes the organ healthier, which makes the system healthier, which makes you healthier. Mm. So when I like, when the scientist in me finally had the answers, I just right. went, holy cow, this will be in every household. Like this, if people understood this on the level that I understand it, mm -hmm. they'd be knocking down the door to get it because of what it could mean for their body to be empowered to heal itself. I mean, it sounds too good to be true, but it's here. And I think, you know, there's so many answers coming to us. And people say all the time, why didn't I hear about it on the news? I'm like, when was the last time you heard good news on the news? <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's not what they're doing over there. <laughs> you know?
you know, in a 60-minute news program, it's 59 minutes of dread and probably one minute of a good story, right? Yeah, Somebody saved the puppy and that's it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see yourselves and we're so programmed, but that also, going back to what we were talking about before, like that's what puts you in the victim space. That's what makes you feel for an anxious, like, oh my God, there's all these outside things and you feel crazy and you, no, like turn off the news. Like I'm not saying to disengage from life and put your head in the sand. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like, be aware of your feelings when you're watching it and do not put yourself in that place for an hour or two a day. Like go in get the information you need, come out, you know, and then maybe do a meditation. To- <laughs> you just, you just saw. You know, it's very funny that you say that because every time I drive, if put on the radio, it's to listen to the news. And I go, and I even say to myself, let's find out what's happening in the world. And I put on the the radio news. I'm not watching anything. I'm driving. I'm listening. Of course, there's going to be commercials. So in five minutes, I know what's happening in the world. I shut it off. And either, you know, for me, my car is a university on wheels. So I'm always learning something. Right? (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know, I love music. But sometimes I, I have this deep desire to keep filling this incredible computer of mine because I could probably go another hundred years and still not fill it with all the information that we have at our fingertips. So every minute I get a chance, I try to fill it and fill it and fill it. And if I'm not learning something every day, my day is wasted. And Mm -hmm. I love the way you broke down the science to be more understandable. And I think that that's what happens to a lot of people. They don't understand the science and they fear. Remember going in whatever, eighth grade, ninth grade, and they're like, oh, I don't understand this stuff. And all of a sudden they they they, okay. they push back, right? And they don't want to learn anymore. And then all of a sudden, maybe they were getting good grades in school. All of a sudden, that's the one that starts to dip. Or maybe it was history or it's math, or whatever it is. And so when we don't understand something, a lot of times we push back. For me, and I think you did that as well when you first got this, because it was salt water. (laughs) It was salt water for you. But when we give something a chance to understand, and you and I have had several conversations on on this product, and I I think that the way you broke it down eloquently really brought it home for me so i want to thank you for that so that that definitely made it clear as to you know how the molecules work and it's the simplicity of it instead of the complication that we always think that science is right Right. and even our body the cellular level that you did a beautiful job thank you Oh, thank you. You know, it's so funny. I feel like life, again, prepared me for who I am and what I'm doing. Like did you. Like I never realized, oh, I taught for two years to gain the skills to be able to make complex things simple for students to understand. And like I had to learn that and boom, I applied in what I do now. Like what you just said is validation of that. Like that's a skill set I had to learn. And life prepared me. You know, my degree in biology, like I get it you know, on a level that makes me excited, which then my conviction will turn people to listen because they're like, well, she knows that she knows. Like 
she knows something I don't know. And I always follow everything she's saying, but like, you know, <laughs> so that, you know, that's huge. Like, I didn't know I was getting my degree in biology for that reason. I didn't know I was teaching for that reason, but here I am now in this space. And the other piece is like, I was an athlete my whole life. You know, I competed in swimming. I competed in uh, snowboarding. I played softball. I played lacrosse. I ran track. Like I was always, every season I was doing something. Right. And I had a lot of good coaches in my life. And now Team Dragonfly, I coach and train others. Mm. And what I love about this coaching is I'm coaching people how to get out of their mind because the skill set to do something like this, like to share the gift of ASEA, it's an easy skill. Right. <laughs> Come across something you deserve to know about. Like, check this out. Like, that's easy. I could teach my sixth graders to do that. But what gets in everybody's way is their mind. Yeah. What if somebody says no? What if this? What if that? And they play out the scenarios. And I'm like, you are just draining your own energy, number one. And number two, like, you're just like, if you, if you saw what I saw, like, I look at everybody and all I see is that potential, mm. the divine potential sitting there. And it's like covered, right, with all the sunglasses. It's covered with all this BS and all these belief systems. <laughs> and so I just help people remove the sunglasses. Look at it this way. Like you see that, but here's what I see. Hmm. Notice that that's only in your head. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. And then they they get in touch with their true selves. And so to me, it's this process of helping people become more. Like sharing ASEA and being part of this team. To me, it's really just an avenue to help people get in touch with their divine potential. To help them step out and realize, wow, I do have options in life. I can create. You know, I can, I can build the life that I want. There are avenues for me to do it. There are people out there that have done it that I can learn from. And that to me is so critical, you know, that becoming piece. And I have been in evolution, right? I've been doing this now, taking the product eight years, seven years. I've been coaching and training and working with people. And, you know, at the beginning, it was like, I was teaching people about redox. I was helping people mm. how it applied to their own health. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I went, well, my voice is only so big. Right. You know, I can only talk to so many people in a day. And I thought, I need to find some other people that are just as passionate. One of the first people I ran into was a personal trainer. And she said, you should come to my gym and you should talk to people at my gym. And I want to do this too. And I want to empower people with that. And, you know, so we had this partnership, which then we found others. And so then I started to see, wow, I can help these people help people. And like the ripple got bigger. Right. And then I started to see the power of how being part of this business was creating a more confident person. I was watching people now have stronger relationships with their family, with their kids, with their partner, people that were single, that now they got rid of their own insecurities. They could find a partner that they could have a powerful life with. And it was like, I just became so excited about that aspect. Wow, you're in this environment. You come into our garden. Right. You know, this team dragonfly, you're going to change. Like it will change you. <laughs> mm. And, you know, the team holds the same space. And it's like, it's like being part of any sports team, you know, together you achieve more. And that's why I just love what I do and the evolution of it. And, um, you know, I, I think now like spending the time talking with you, meeting you, like I learn things from every conversation I have. Likewise. Me better. It's just like, what a beautiful way to spend our days, you know, becoming more and helping other people become. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, when when we think about what we were meant to do with our lives, mm -hmm. right? 
so many people that there's so much beauty in the world, but we only see the ugly, right? Because of the sunglasses. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but now the sunglasses know, on, that's all you're seeing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's 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 really incredible because a lot of people say to me, you don't see bad in anybody. And I'm like, hmm. Because they were all babies at one point, right? Yeah. They were all beautiful, smiling, giggling, you know, cooing and all this kind of stuff. And everyone, including the people in jail, including people who've done terrible things in their life, at one point, they were that baby. We have to give a chance to, to others to come back and reshine. That's why, you know, second chances are so important. And... You know, you were giving that second chance. You know, I was giving, I've been giving that second chance a thousand times over because I probably should be dead by now. You know, I had polio as a kid. So for me to be able to even walk, the fact that I, I, I was a gymnast, uh, you know, I'm a martial artist. I, I, I swam. I did all these different things. I was given a second chance to become better, to be something. And when we talked about what happened to you, at, you know, having this car accident and you seeing the light, you know, the positivity of it, that the fact that you are who you are today because of it, right? I don't know who I would be without all the adversity I've had in my life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And also, like, who wants to play a game that they're going to win? Like, you think about it. Any board game, any anything. Like, the fun is in the challenges, is in hitting the roadblocks and going, oh, I'm going to come back from that. You know, Monopoly, you get sent to jail. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm still coming back around. <laughs> Collect $200. <laughs> like, there, if it was easy, if you knew you were going to win, it'd be like, thumb, thumb, like, it'd be boring. Yeah. Why would you play yeah. And if if you just understand that that is life, like this is a game, you got everything you need in you. Like, stop looking at the external world to to fill in things for yourself. Like, no, choose to just be full. Choose to tap into the potential within you. You need to choose that, and then realize the obstacles you're hitting mm. are because you're supposed to be leveling up. You're supposed to be pulling something different out of you. You're supposed to be becoming more and change takes growth growth can be uncomfortable but when you lean into the discomfort that's where the power is i had one of my first mentors say to me danielle get comfortable being uncomfortable absolutely and i was like oh <laughs> so <laughs> you know prior to all of this like i i i you probably would not realize this in the way that i am talking with you so openly but like i was very shy you know i did not really like to be in any sort of a, like have attention on me. No, like I was always, you know, in the background, in the periphery, like you just want to be here. Right. And when I got that fire in me to share a CEO, to go out there and educate people about it, I was like, who am I going to talk to? I've been in bed basically for two years with brain injury. A lot of my friends had kind of fallen away and I was moving to Florida. I was moving to the place where I knew one person, the person I was mm. moving there to visit. And I thought, well, what the heck am I supposed to do? And my mom said, you need to go networking. And I was like, you need to go out to a networking group and just talk to people? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and she got on with me. We Googled networking where I lived. And, you know, I, an event popped up. I went to it. And I said, I'm going to talk to five people and I'm going to leave. 
(laughs) And that's what I did. And then I got in my car and I kid you not, I couldn't drive. I felt like I was going to vomit. I was Mm. literally shaking. And (laughs) I, I, I called a friend and I said, just talk to me about anything because I'm so overwhelmed. And they did. They calmed me down. I drove home. And no joke, that first networking event, the person that greeted me and gave me my name tag was the mentor that changed everything. He was the one that told me, get comfortable being uncomfortable. He was the one that coached me every single week for, gosh, two, three years Mm. and allowed me to become the person that I could then coach a team. And it's like, you got to get into motion, right? I leaned into being uncomfortable and you can't steer a parked car. So if you want something to unfold in your life, you have to get into action. Like God, the universe cannot provide for you unless you start moving. Like no one's going to just knock on the door and say, it's here. Like you need to show up so that these things can happen. So the right people, places, circumstances, whatever show up for you. But I had to get into motion. I had to do something very uncomfortable for me. Now I love it. Now I'm like, well, who am I going to meet? Like, you know, I learn amazing things from people. I love hearing people's stories like yours today. I'm like, we could have been done half hour into this. I'm like, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What you went through transmuted into you empowering so many people. It's Mm. like huge, that gift that you're giving to the world. And I love that. And like, that's the joy that I now bring into things. And so anytime I start to get uncomfortable, that's where I lean. (laughs) And I say, okay, magic happens outside the zone. Let's see what's going to unfold next. You know, and I just, I've learned to discipline the fear that I get and just like I let it be there it's not that I push it down I'm like oh interesting I'm scared all right let's keep going (laughs) like that's that's it I just I put it over here I let it be I let it run its course I let it be chatty and I just well I'm going in anyway you know because I I know that something will unfold and you have to do these things right you and the fact that you wanted to throw up but you met your mentor at this event, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. people actually that I met that day, others that day, I met a woman that was a massage therapist and she went like this to me. She's like, Danielle, I've heard everything about whatever. And like, people are always trying to sell me the latest widget, gadget, blah, blah, blah. She totally put me off. And mm. I was like, mortified, right? Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to hustle you to do something. Like, no, this is a huge gift. Like. But I didn't have the words back right, then. Right, right, right. So, you know, I was, I, it, it like, it hurt, right? Um, but that woman, I think it was like nine months later, I went and I had a massage from her. And uh, because I had been recommended, I asked somebody local who's the best massage therapist, they referred her. And I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 uh, really that one? But I needed it. So I went for the massage and I kid you not, while I'm on the table, she said, Danielle, I don't remember what that stuff is that you told me about, but I remember that you had a head injury. My husband has had two head injuries and a stroke in the last year. Oh, wow. We need what you have. Mm. And uh, I want to get it. And I was like, holy cow. And I kid you not, this gentleman, him taking the ASEA, it changed his world. I mean, I watched him become vibrant again. He, he held a PhD, he's a brilliant mind, still is. And he started to be able to get the words together again, be able to articulate his thoughts again. He started to have the energy again to go to the gym. He started to be able to be, you know, a husband again. Mm. And 
I watched this man restore his life. And I thought, holy cow, if I had not gotten out of my comfort zone, if I had not gotten over myself when I was recommended to her, or I was like, no, she hurt my feelings. I don't want to go see her. <laughs> like if I hadn't gotten over that and put myself in the position to be in her presence again, I don't know where he would be. And therefore I don't know where she would be. Right. And you just never know. <laughs> so no, I, you really don't. And so that was the, that was such a powerful lesson for me. And whenever I think about him, it was like, that is why I don't care what somebody ever says to me when they first meet me. I'm like, you, you said to me things about this. Well, I don't know, Danielle, I'm, I'm not so sure about this stuff. I'm like, I get it. You know, that person wasn't either. It took them nine months to come back around to it. Mm. And I just know I'm not in control of someone else's timeline. I'm not. I, know. I was on a six month timeline. I don't know. I just know that I'm supposed to educate and I'm supposed to help bring awareness to this and where that lands in people's lives will land where it's going to land. And when I have that emotional detachment, like that lesson with that massage therapist taught me that. And mm. that has stayed with me now for the last seven years. Mm. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's liberating, you know, to, to know that, okay, I can control what I can control. I don't know their timeline. Right. And I also don't know the lesson they're supposed to learn. Maybe they're supposed to have their illness because they're supposed to be learning that they have the power to overcome it within. And so they're not supposed to drink the ASEA. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. I just know this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'll just stay in my lane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you have to switch lanes, right? Well, I Think mean, about it. I like to, I like to help open other people's minds up to mm. maybe that there are other lanes that they could look at. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. And I, I shift myself to meet people where they're at. Right. You know, and then that's all I can do. Yeah. So you, you also, besides the ASEA, and we, we put your, your website up here um, that people can go check you out. And it's um, uh, so com, right? Don't do the contact me. Because that's just telling just telling you to contact her. Um, so do contact Danielle, right? And it's Danielle D A N I E L L E dot team T E A M A S E A dot com. And yeah, that's the for the dot com. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, there's a contact me button. It's the first thing you'll see. Just put your info there. We can have a conversation. I can send you information. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not just just telling people about the product, you're also helping people kind of get over some hurdles, right? For sure. Let's talk about that for a minute. I love helping people overcome obstacles. Like if you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, that's all I talk about. <laughs> like, you know, because that's been my journey, right? I had this huge obstacle put in my, in my lap uh, with the brain injury and the, the car accident, and I overcame it. And I realized that it was actually because that was put in my life so mm. that I could become this version of myself. So I could realize the potential within me right. and you know who I truly was. Cause I was so identified with, Oh, Danielle's the teacher. Danielle's the snowboarder. Danielle's this and that. No, like that's the personality of Danielle, but that's not me. You know, I am the sky. I am there before, during, and after all those things. And Something that I do a lot with, with my team, with people, I, I do one-on-one -on -one clients. I used to do groups uh, sessions of this, but I do meditation, a guided meditation called yoga nidra. Yoga nidra means yogic sleep. And what I love, right, I told you, 
that these yogis, they're amazing. So they, they have, like, they spend their lifetime asking questions like, if there was a single truth that, if known, solves everything, what would that truth be? And this is what they meditate on and think about. Well, they came up with the answer, and that is to realize that you're more than your thoughts. When you have that truth and you get that, you start to realize, oh, it's all within me. I have so much power within me beyond this crazy mind of mine. And so they developed Yoga Nidra as a tool to help you access that part of you. And so you go through like awareness techniques. So you go getting tension out of the body. You do breath work. You move energy through the body. All of it is to start releasing you into the brainwave state. That's the state right before you fall asleep. That's the meditative state when the thoughts mm-hmm. kind of lifted away right before you drift off. That's the meditative state. And when you're in that space, what I love about Yoga Nidra is they said, okay, so now that conscious mind of ours is more malleable. It's like it's like water. Okay. When it's in the when we're awake, it's like ice. It's hard to change. But in this state, you can insert an intention. Remember, we talked about how do you want to interact and react to the world? I am open and patient. You insert that intention down there at the depths in the meditation, and then you walk the person back out and, you know, become solid again. Well, guess what? That intention is now part of the belief system. It's now ingrained in the person. Mm. And so in the moments when they need it, it comes out. I'm open and patient. Like, it just is there. And I love that because that is when you can practice this Mm. you can be in this space you hold the space better like literally i mean meditation shifts your brain like it changes the neural connection and you have this feeling of well-being and peace around you because you've accessed that space of you beyond the conscious mind beyond that chatty little brain of ours and we've accessed this the infinite who we really are and then that starts to be present in your everyday life and that's everything. That is everything. Um, because that's when you can come through. That's when you're, you know, you're connected uh, to be able to to bring in things that this little mind of ours couldn't even conceive. So, yeah, I, I love it because I also, I teach meditation and, and you're talking my language now. So, and, and, you know, I teach Tai Chi and, and Qigong and all that kind of stuff. And, and when we think about the body, the internal, what we're able to do. It's, it's mind-blowing. And, and we are all, and everybody said this a billion times over, but we truly are all given the same amount of time. People always ask me, you do so much. Where do you find the time? I said, well, I work a 30-hour 30 30 day every day. And they look at me. I'm like, of course not. I said, it's just how I plan my day, mm-hmm. the intentions I have with what I do. That's how I get a 30 day, 30 hours, almost 30 days in one day, right? 30 hours in a day, because it's, it's every moment for me has to count. Every moment has to count because we live a life worth living. If you intentionally think you are right. So our lifespan is very, very short in comparison to how long this world has been around. And it's, it's, it's really a speck in a timeline. So how do you make that speck brighter? How do you make it amazing? And it's by the actions that we take. And, and for me, that's 
everything. This is why I meditate every single day. I'm, I'm grateful. Every morning I wake up with gratitude. I go to sleep in gratitude. And you're right. You know, sometimes things are going to happen that you do not want. But sometimes you have no choice. You have to accept them. Whether you want to or not, it's going to happen, right? You could not change the fact that this drunk guy hit you. It's already after the fact. It's already happened. You can't take it back. There's no time machine. So when we think about our lives is where were we? Where are we now? And where do we want to be? And sometimes our actions today will reflect our tomorrows. And I've said that. But also our actions in the past have made us who we are today. So it's that evolution of time, of where are we in our time, in our moment, right? Listen, a lot of people are going to say you were at the wrong place when you got hit. Maybe you were at the right place. We don't know. Yeah, well, I think we do know. I think everything is unfolding always exactly uh, for your good. I mean, it's, it's happening for a reason. Yeah. That's how it happened. So yeah. we need to look at it and go, what's it making possible? Right? What is it making possible? And um, yeah, and don't don't be afraid to lean into the discomfort. No, not at all. And you know, sometimes this is this is what I I, I teach a lot of the, the people that I'm I'm fortunate to be able to teach is don't take anything for granted, including your skills, including the gifts you have. Because at a fraction of a moment, things will change, right? Yep. <laughs> and you know that. <laughs> yep. And I know that. Um, because one minute I was sleeping and the next minute my legs turned backwards and I had polio. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we are faced with certain dramas or traumas, right? Sometimes it's more of, more of a drama than a trauma. But sometimes... And it's, it's, it's the people that we surround ourselves with as well. So sometimes when we are dealing with a trauma is that we have to know that there is a bright side to everything. And if we have that positive attitude, we will come out. It may not be right away. It may take months. It may take years. It, it can take 30 years. Who knows? But there is a bright side to everything. We're here for a purpose. And I think we all need to find out and a lot of people, especially young people, I've even had people in their 50s who go, I don't know what my why is. I don't know what my purpose is. And I said, because you're not looking or you expect someone to tell you what it is. You have to find it for yourself. I think that that's my perception that every one of us has a purpose. There's a reason we're here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Beautiful point to, I think, end on. I and mean, it was beautifully said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. I have nothing to add to that statement. <laughs> well, I want to I thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your experience and your knowledge and your, your growth, if you will, right? mm. your new beginnings yeah. with us. Thank you. You know, it's funny because I think people talk about PTSD a lot, post-traumatic mm. stress disorder. People don't talk about post-traumatic growth. That I didn't even know there was a name for it until mm. like I went through it. It happened with me. And that is growing through what you went through 
realizing it's forcing you to become something different, to pull something out of you. That is something that if everybody went, wow, rather than be a victim and, and go through all of that pain of living in the past and the trauma that was there saying, wow, it happened for me and for my development and to mm -hmm. grow from it, like you did transmute it into something powerful. That's everything. <laughs> so that is everything. Thank you for um, you know for what you do and the space you hold for everybody on on this coaching call, and I'm I'm grateful that our our paths crossed and that I could come share today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Yeah. Bye, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. <laughs>